previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Can you not just wait for these turkeys to get done having sex to kill them? Like, I feel like that would be... Well, there's not an actual hen. You don't have, like, a real hen. It's a fake hen. The fake hen? Like, is that not how turkeys... Let him have his fun, and then he, like... And, then he, and the human being? And like he sees you after you let him finish, and he like he understands what's going to happen, but he like tips his hat to you, like I appreciate Here's you. The wing. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Blam! <laughs> and then you shoot him in the face. It's episode one hundred seventy-five of the Simple Human Podcast with your host Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. We have a guest today. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. It's Cedric Bertelli. Um, and I want to. I know. It's like uh, he's going to feed us the pasta sauce. Was that? He's like an accordion and making spaghetti. That's like the most Italian name ever. It's amazing. Um, but we're going to obviously watch the show. Watch the show notes. You've read the show notes. Uh, we're going to do an intro when we call Cedric. But before we get there, how are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, did you... Oh, you probably didn't see it. Okay, so a very loyal listener follows me on Instagram and saw my picture of the turkey that I shot on Saturday. Oh. And she commented... Hang on. I'm going to find it because you'll get a kick out of this. Um, she commented, Mark, you're uh, a huge piece of garbage for killing one no. of God's creatures. She wrote, you finally got that. Quote, come have sex with me, turkey call down. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> is that, I bet Rick is so proud. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. I told, uh, you know, I went out there with uh, Simply Human's own Blake uh, Lewis, and I was telling him about your, uh, I'm explaining the thing and like the way you, come have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a big, big kick out of that. So as of our last recording, I had been out, a few times and had no luck. Um, I, you know, there were turkeys all around us, but this time Blake went out with there with me and, uh, we called a turkey in from uh, a long way away and waited for him to get up. And as soon as, uh, you tricked this turkey into thinking <laughs> that there was some hot turkey sex to be had. And, <laughs> and I blew his, and I blew his brains <laughs> out and cut his leg off. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, okay. So this, uh, this, this place doesn't, hasn't like been hunted in a long time for turkey. So they're, they're, big turkey because they're old and i got a lot of turkey meat you've eaten turkey meat before i was so. just going to ask you what the plan is like are you like uh making turkey yes well it's, it's just like the getting the legs off of a wild turkey is is a little more trouble than it's than it's worth because you don't get a whole lot it's not like the when you go to the texas state fair fair <laughs> yeah and you have like one of those huge legs like that is very easy to just buy one of those and you've got a turkey leg um but no, Jen, Jen is like, "Are you on video?" No, and then she just started undressing, like, "Dang it, video! Enact video! Enact video!" You heard my turkey call. <laughs> she heard me say, "She heard me say, come have sex with me!" And she came running in here. Yeah, I don't think... turkey call is serving you well in many aspects of your life. Like, All right, how do you get in there? Calling. Can't believe it's working. Oh man, that would be funny if we had like a simply human like YouTube channel, like video of you and me like on the corner of like downtown Arlington, like screaming out, "Go out, Doctor Bear!" and just like seeing the reaction of people would be pretty funny. We should have a TV, like the whole like uh, impractical jokesters. That should be us. 
Why didn't we think of that? I feel like we did think of that. We just <laughs> didn't think it like all the way through. Right. Uh, we, we would have... When I was in fifth grade, I used to make prank calls with a friend of mine, Scott Thompson, where we would call... Uh, like uh, personal injury attorneys and tell them that like our penises were severed in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was before the days like, of caller ID and you that, could... In that time, we were like, man, we got them so good. I'm like, there's no way... They thought, like, they yeah. think this was a... Uh, a legitimate a call. Did. Like, uh, yeah, so I, my penis was severed in <laughs> a motorcycle accident. <laughs> They're like, okay, sir, what's a good callback number? Hey, speaking of sp- speaking of prank calls, I, I I was listening to a couple of shows ago, actually, and just like you know, because I I posted like two shows like at one time uh, because I was sick and all that, and I and I mentioned something in a show that I was going to talk about, and then I never talked about it. I mentioned that I was going to mention the dirt the dirt pile story, and then I never we never did talk about it. So I need to tell you this really quick. And at the time that I told you about this dirt pile, there wasn't a prank call, but there is now. And I'm going to play it for you. I haven't told you any of this. I yeah, it's all news. Okay, to me. friend of ours uh, was like digging out part of his backyard, like a like a gosh, like an eight by eight square, like a foot and a half deep, to put in like play sand for his children, like a big play set, like a, or a, 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 a sandbox. I'm out. There is nothing that is a bigger just beating than the kids play sandbox because cats they play for the very first time and then after that it it's just becomes like a huge litter box for yes. all the neighborhood <laughs> right right which has already happened so long story short uh simple human zone calls a like a trucking company and says hey this is the what i've done i've dug out this eight by eight foot and a half deep i want play sand for my children's sandbox sure thing uh, well, I can actually have it to you today. Well, this guy's at work. So the guy just comes and dumps about 5,000 pounds of red West Texas dirt in his front yard. It's not sand whatsoever. I mean, it's, it's dirt. Okay? So he has this huge mound of dirt in his front yard. And he comes home and he's like, this isn't sand. This is dirt. There's like clumps in it. There's rocks in it. It's just like, it's, it's terrible. So... This was like on a Friday. So he calls the guy back and is like, hey, um, this, isn't, this isn't sand. Like you dumped all this. You need to come get this. And the guy's like, I'm not coming to get it. And, and, like, and he already paid him. Like he had already like given him the check. His wife gave him the check before he could come home and like see that it was dirt. So he's got this like $200 check. So we went on Saturday and, and bought like an entire pallet of actual play sand from Lowe's and like emptied it into the thing and all that. Well, that's all, that's all fine. The sandbox was finished, but the dirt pile was still there, right? <laughs> so on Monday, this guy, you know, he calls the trucking company guy back and he's like, okay, uh, I canceled that check. I'm not, you're not getting money for this. And uh, you need to come get this sand. Like, this is ridiculous. This is ruining my yard. Well, the guy's like, I'm not coming to get it. You're going to pay me. Da, 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 da. So just hang on. So he gets a, like an official like criminal complaint. Like the guy called the courthouse and like had an attorney send and say like, you're going to pay me for this quote unquote sand or we're going to court over it. Okay. And I'll see you in court. So I did this. Hey, go shut my door. Hey, I can take him home. 
attention. Uh, I, I had a question for you. I had some dirt out here. Uh, down here. Uh, my name is Bill Billionson. I had a, uh, I got a ranch down here in view. And uh, I had some dirt out here, a big old pile of dirt, I believe you jumped off out here. And there, man, if I wasn't, I'd be dirt if I wasn't digging through that dirt. And there's a back end of a horse uh, buried in this dirt. It's your fight. Excuse me? I think I don't know who this is, dumb What? It's Bill Biggs. <laughs> so as I'm like recording this, <laughs> so I'm like immediately like, oh, crap. He's like, oh crap! He knows it's he knows it's like this person. He's like he's gonna blame it on my friend. You know, like, I know who this is. So uh, that kind of backfired on me. But it, it, long story short, my friend resolved it, and it was like, how did he? How did he resolve? He it? just he it, it, like my satisfaction. No, he paid him, and it, it was all they all they they hugged, and it was all uh, brotherly love, kind of a kind of. Uh, 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 he. Paid him for sand, and he didn't bring him sand. Yeah, it's like if I ordered a pizza and the guy came and brought an empty pizza box and demanded the money. Yeah, like that's crazy. Or no, it wasn't even pizza; it was just like, uh, like some spinach or something in the box, and then like that'll be eighteen dollars. Huh? Yeah. So like anyway, so that's the sand story, number. and I'm I hoping will, I don't think. Bill Billionson. <laughs> Bill Billionson. <laughs> Bill Billionson made this whole thing worth it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's add Cedric to the call. Okay. Cedric. Hello. We did it. All right. Rick. Rick, Cedric, Cedric, Rick. I'm actually meeting Cedric for the Hello. first time. Hello, Cedric. Thank you very much for joining us. We really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you having me on the show, guys. I mean, Thank you so much. Awesome. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna intro Cedric Rick. So hang on a second. So Cedric Bertelli is an expert in emotional regulation, and the first and only person certified to teach the revolutionary emotional healing technique, which we're gonna get to in a second, in the United States. The the first person to teach this in the United States. And this technique uses the body's sensory memory to permanently heal deeply rooted traumas and emotional conditions such as depression, PTSD, anxiety, anger, grief, among others. The name of this thing, and I've done some research, Cedric, so I want you to tell me if I'm right on this. The name of this, it's T-I-P-I, and which is, that's what Native Americans uh, would sleep in. Teepees. Yeah, this is correct. Yeah, this is correct. It's a, it's a <laughs> French acronym, actually. It's uh, in French, it stands for Technique d'identification sensorielle des peurs inconscientes. What and did you just yeah, say? It's like a, it's, 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 a, it's a mouthful. Wow. You're going to have to like email that to me so I can put it in the show I will, notes. I, I, I got technique and that was all I got. <laughs> but you know, frankly, the name TP doesn't mean anything. The reason why my boss found the name TP is he, he published a study, right? You know, to do, to do this work. And he couldn't find a name for this study. He looked out of the window and he saw the TP brought to his kids for the last Christmas. So there is an actual TP. I was just joking. No, you're absolutely right. Yes. And then just found letters, you know, words that damage the letters. Right. That's the whole story. Oh, my gosh. So I said that as like a big joke. And he's like, no, no, no. That's uh, yeah, that's actually exactly right. Uh, very, very, I'm very impressed that you did all this research. And like, I actually yeah. didn't do any research on it other than what uh, you sent me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you hit right, man. You hit right. So, so, so you say it TP. It's not tippy. It's TP. Yeah. 
and and it's and, and here it is, and I'm gonna let you expand expand on this. So, following a landmark French-based study in 2007 that explored the origin of fears, traumas, emotional blocks, TP began to spread. And is currently treating over 10,000 patients per month in Europe and the U.S. Having trained under TP founder Luke, is it Nikon? Nikon, yeah. Nikon, yeah. You have dedicated your life to sharing TP and healing others. Okay, so that's that's all great and good. What is it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's extremely simple. It's extremely simple. You know, uh, Luke, my boss, is recognized in, uh, in Europe, in Western Europe, France, uh, Germany, Spain, for one main discovery, which is that he was able to demonstrate through study that everybody, every single human being has a natural capacity, a natural ability to resolve emotional difficulties from the moment we feel them. Basically, he was able to prove that when you feel an emotion, for example, anxiety, as you feel the emotion, if you just pay attention to the physical sensations and let the body does do um, uh, a natural process, you're able to reach the origin of the emotional problem and to allow the brain to integrate an information that was up until then trapped huh. or blocked. So all we, we're working with here, and it's simplistic, and that's why I love the name of the show, Simply Human, because we got to come back to something simple. For years and years and years, we try to explain to us an emotional complicated, you know, you have to go through therapy for years and years and years in order to heal something. Well, that's total bullshit. You know, yeah. if you take things very, very pragmatically, on a neurobiologic uh, level, emotions are not complicated. And we can actually regulate them permanently on our own. So, okay, so, so explain that. How do you do that? So give us an example of a particularly uh, traumatic thing or some sort of emotion that is, it is bottled up, and how do you release it like that? Okay, well, first let me tell you what is an emotional difficulty. Okay. Uh, when you have an emotional difficulty, something that is recurrent, it comes back again and again and again. It can be anxiety, it can be anger, or it can be PTSD. Anyway, in order to have things coming back again and again and again, all it is in the brain is a block of neurons holding an information which is not connected anymore to the rest of the neuronal system. That's what an emotional difficulty is, is a stuck information, an isolated information in the brain. Okay. 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 So how do you do to regulate the difficulty? Well, let's say that um, uh, I'm jealous. Let's say I'm very jealous. And every time I see my girlfriend talking to somebody else, even if there's nothing there, my, my, my blood is boiling. Okay. So... I, let's say one day I'm, I'm at the bar and I go to the bathroom, I come out of the bathroom and I see this guy talking to my girlfriend. And as soon as I see that, wow, I'm pretty, t- pretty uh, triggered. Right. You're going to go over there and punch the guy right in the, right in the face is what you're going to do. Yes. A- and I'm pretty short, so chances <laughs> are that I'm going to get my kicked. <laughs> so I don't want that. Anyway, I see that and I become super triggered. I want to punch the guy. Yeah, Absolutely. And and so okay, but I'm not gonna act. I'm, I learned, you know, this thing that this French guy told me, so I'm gonna try to apply it. I'm gonna sit down at a table. I'm just gonna close my eyes, 
And I'm going to pay attention to the physical sensation that I'm feeling in my body right here and right then. Okay, so it's a very example, so it's a mindfulness kind of a present state awareness type of practice. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, the main difference with mindfulness is that you're not going to pay attention to anything else except for the feelings. Your, yeah. Yes, your physical sensations. Okay. So I feel the the jealousy. I sit down. I close my eyes, and okay, maybe my my throat is tense. I have a lot of tension in my arms, and 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 I'm hot in my face. Your breathing is is uh, increased. You can feel your yep. you like you can hear your heart pounding in your ears, kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. All this stuff is happening, and I just pay attention to that. Once I pay attention to that, something pretty magical is going to happen right away, which is that my jealousy will stop automatically. So instead of feeling jealous, when I pay attention to my physical sensation, when I put my attention, when I turn my attention toward my physical sensations, now instead of feeling jealous or angry or whatever it is, now I'm just in touch with physical sensations. Basically, I'm now in touch with my emotion, with the most primal way you can feel an emotion which are physical sensations. Okay. Once you pay attention to your physical sensations, your physical sensations are not going to stay static. They're going to start to move around, to change intensity, to change location. We're going to call that the evolution of the sensations. Those physical sensations that you feel, uh, uh, maybe we can go into detail a bit later on, but the physical sensation that you feel during an emotion are triggered by a part of the brain called the limbic system. Uh-huh. Those physical sensations is what we call the sensory memory. If you just pay attention to them and observe the sensations as they do what they're supposed to do in your body, the evolution of the sensation will take between two seconds and 60 seconds, never more than that. Huh. Hmm. You just have to consciously surrender to the sensations until you feel calm. Well, so let me ask you this. So, okay, you do that, and you, you, you let's say you're somebody that is very jealous, and, and tomorrow somebody uh, that's heard this today pre- like does this. They come out of the bathroom, they see their uh, girlfriend talking to a guy, and they get jealous, and they sit down. And this is like a chronic thing. This is like a problem that they've had. How long yep. do you have to do it? Like, is this going to be something that you have to do every time? Or eventually, the 10th time it happens, is it just kind of going to be automatic? Nope. You do it once, and that's it. Oh, wow. You do it once, and that's it. You know, when I receive clients on -on one-on-one, I don't get paid per session. I get paid for the resolution of the difficulty. Oh, wow. That's the key, man. It's like the body has an amazing capacity for healing. You know, uh, let's say you're in the kitchen and you cut your finger, okay, a minor cut. If you don't touch the cut after a few days, a couple of weeks, we're going to forget that we got our finger cut. It will have have disappeared, right? Right. We take it for granted that something that the body is doing, okay. If you go skiing and you break your ankle, if you just put your ankle in a cast for a while, a couple of months maybe, after a while, your ankle is going to be completely healed. And we take that for granted. That's something that the body is doing. However, when it comes down to emotion, anger, stress, anxiety, we, we think that we have to deal with it for a lifelong. That's not true. 
That's not true. The brain has the same natural capacity for healing, the same plasticity for healing that our body of flesh and blood has. Well, and if you think about it, like the, the process that starts to heal your finger when you cut it in the kitchen is started by your brain. So it's, it's all coming from the same spot. Absolutely. You got it. You got it. Absolutely. And now imagine that you cut your finger and every day, instead of letting the body heal, you're picking at it with dirty fingernail. Uh-huh. You take off mm. the crust. You know, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. But you take off the... You take off the or your toenails. The, yeah, it, it will <laughs> never heal. Right. So would you say that... <laughs> this is one of the questions I was going to ask you is that so for for emotions, instead of instead of letting like kind of the natural processes heal it, now now here's the difference. Like with the finger, you don't have to like sit there and think about your finger healing; it just happens. But like oh. we're in such a, a a non-human sort of artificial context and environment where we probably have to think about, uh, and that's why we have to think about our emotional stuff. But but instead of it's like going, okay, you know what? I've got natural processes that are gonna it's gonna heal this inflammation. It's gonna regrow cells. Instead of that, from an emotional standpoint, it's like I'm going to take a Xanax, or you know I can't sleep, so I'm going to take some some Ambien to knock myself out, or I'm going to drink um, instead of letting the the bodies like the brain kind of heal all of that mental stuff. Is that like? Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of the the unnatural uh, t- uh, symptom treatment that we do? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I don't have much to say. The difference between the finger and uh, and an emotion is we let the finger heal itself. We don't, maybe we put some ointment on it, but we let the body do what it's supposed to do. If we're angry, for example, instead of paying attention to the sensation and just letting the body do its natural process, we're going to start yelling or we're going to try, we're going to try to control ourselves or we're going to try to talk ourselves out of the emotion. It is very rarely that we feel an emotion and we just stay with the emotion. We most of the time do something with it. Either way, we scream or we cry or we try to numb it through Xanax, through alcohol, through smoking a joint. But very rarely we stay with the emotion, with the sensations at a point of emotion. We are always trying to control, ignore or do something with the emotion. And one of the main reasons is when you have an emotion. So for let me ask you, how do you guys know that you feel anxious, for example? How do you realize that? I have had a lot of uh, difficulties with anxiety. And for me, it's um, like a restlessness. Uh, I can feel my heart uh, beating faster. My heart rate increases is kind of one of the things that I kind of initially notice. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You know, the fact of the matter is the way that emotion starts in the, phys- in the, in the body, in the, in the human body, the way that, that we know we feel an emotion is because we first have a sensorial response. An emotion, all it is, is a set of physical sensations that cannot be controlled by the intellectual mind. That's what every single one of our emotional difficulties start with a set of physical sensations that cannot be overcome automatically by our intellect. That's what an emotion is. Those physical sensations that kick first, that let you know, that let me know that I have an emotion, those physical sensations create a direct link 
to the root of the emotional difficulty. We just have to follow this link. It is as hmm. simple as that. Talk about, uh, you, you know, one of these bullet points on here is that the core of all difficult emotions is fear. Um, and, I, and I've heard it once, uh, uh, I read an article or something about um, uh, anger. The root of anger is usually loss of control, um, which could kind of be tied back to fear. If you're out of control, if you're not in control, you could, you, could, you know, it's like if, if you're riding in a car and somebody is driving this with their eyes closed, you're going to be, yeah. you're going to, you know, you don't have control. You're going to be angry. You're going to be fearful. Like, talk about kind of the core of all difficult emotions being fear. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fact. Behind every single one of our emotional difficulty, it's a fear. And I will say that at the very core of it, what it is, is a fear of death. Huh. Uh, in the sense that the limbic system reacts when he thinks that he's going to die. Right. So every single one we're having a reaction is the limbic system doing whatever it can to save our life, so to speak. At the core of every single one of our emotional reaction or disruptive emotional reaction, all it is, is a very intense fear of death. Yeah. But it's not conscious. It's completely subconscious. Well, because if it was conscious, if you had to like be intentional about like, oh, hey, uh, look at that bear that's Jace is jumping out at me. Oh my goodness, it must be eight or nine feet tall. Look at the look at the teeth on that, and you're dead, right? So that's why it, it kind of it kind of bypasses. Absolutely. Yeah, the amygdala kind of bypasses all of that conscious thought, and yep. and it and so yeah, and that's and that's we talked about this on the show before, uh, where you know you have a stress response that and that stress response is designed to keep you alive, and that's yeah. and that's why you know like so like in a in a very uh, okay, I'm either going to be dead in 30 seconds or I'm going to get away from this thing. We don't need to be worried about our, our digestive system in that moment. We don't need to be worried about our immune system. We don't need to worry about high blood pressure or any of that stuff. Now, all that, we can do whatever we want to just get out of the situation. Well, if your brain is, is having that response because you're sitting in traffic and you're mad, that's not a survival thing. And you're just going to be chronically on a stress response and so your immune system is going to is going to be compromised your digestive system is going to be you know is, is going to be dysfunctional you're you're going to have high blood pressure you're going to you know you're not you're not going to be relaxed you're going to have inflammation just just pouring out all in every cell of your body and so i you know i think uh doing something like this is is a great way to just kind of notice what's going on and like kind of releasing that it's like kind of noticing i'm not going to die like I'm not about to die because my girlfriend is talking to a guy. He's gonna die because I'm gonna punch him in his neck. But I'm oh, not. Oh, oh, no, no, no! You're supposed to be doing the opposite. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, dang it! I totally missed that. <laughs> Cedric is like, oh yeah, I thought he had it, and then, and then. Uh, no, but you, you really dislike this guy. Even if you don't feel jealous, you just want to punch him in the throat. Right. Too. But that's that's different. You, you, what you, what you said is recapping exactly what I mean in a much better English. Oh. Yes, thank you very much. That's great. And but the, the 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 difference, the only difference is, you can do as many regulation you want on anger, stress, uh, whatever it is. The fear that comes when a car comes toward you, or let's say if a dog attack, the the fight or flight reaction will never go away. Yeah. This is something that comes from uh, the reptilian brain. And this will never, ever go away. We're never going to lose those, those, those reflex, right. ever. It's, and as you said, it's very different than being stuck in traffic 
and losing our our patience or our calm because somebody doesn't know how to drive or doesn't drive the way that we like to drive. Right. Absolutely. And every time you have those uh, responses, as you said, the body is flooded with poison, you know, yeah. and, and the body is not meant to live with this stress. It makes us sick. So why is it so hard to, to do that? Like, it's almost like it's easier and it, and it feels better to, to like get mad and yell at that person or to like have this like big thing. You're going to cause a big scene at the, at the party where like you're a, it's jealous. Like, it's like an exhaust, like a, like a let, like you're letting off steam, so to speak. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's what we, that's, that's, that's what is easy to do. We let off, we let off um, steam. Absolutely. It's a, it's a response. It's a fear response. You know, yeah. and and ask a little consciousness to not go into the fear response and to bam, go back into the sensations and let the body, let the body do its thing. When you launch, when you when you let go of steam, it's just a way to calm down. Really, you're having sensations in your body which are very very uncomfortable, and instead of feeling those sensations and being willing to feel them, no, you're gonna explode or hit your your horn, or or hit your right. dashboard. It's going to be a, next, a way for your energy, so to speak, your tension, to go away. So is there any difference in doing that and releasing it that way or sitting down and thinking, okay, okay, my hands are shaking, I, my, my breathing is elevated, like I, I, I can't see straight. Is the release the same? Like is the end result the same? No, it's, it's, uh, it's almost, I would say, opposite. If you, if you uh, uh, act upon your emotion through... I don't know, screaming, trying to calm yourself. Through Throwing breathing. eggs against the back fence with the Mavericks lose a playoff game. <clears throat> oh, the, uh, you, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Did you do it? I've done that before. I have. <laughs> okay, well, no judgment. No judgment. Right. <laughs> that was well, a long I, time no, ago. It's okay. I will judge him. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. I've changed. I've grown up. <laughs> well, well, when you do that, when you act upon that, you're not feeling the sensations. You're shutting them down. So you're not going to regulate Ooh, anything. Right. Yes, you're going to feel much better after you scream or after you hit your dashboard. The steam is going to be off, but you're not going to be able to, you're not going to have regulated anything. But that poison, uh, those, those, the poison, uh, what did you say, kind of that clump of neurons is still Almost, there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's still there. You're not integrating the emotion. You're not integrating the information. It will come back next time. Yeah. You know, something which is very common nowadays, like we, we teach even the kids at school, when you don't feel well, when you feel stressed, take a deep breath. You right, know, right, right, right. Breathe through your nose. Breath. Yeah. Yeah. This is completely counterproductive because when you do this, this stuff to calm yourself down, you're not listening to the sensations huh. and you're changing the course of the sensations. If you change the course of the sensation instead of letting the body do what it's supposed to do, you're you're taking a, a prevacid instead of stopping eating the the allsup's burrito. You probably don't know what an allsup's burrito is, but it's something that causes heartburn. You're not like stopping the problem. You're just masking the symptoms with another set of symptoms. Absolutely, absolutely, huh. and that's why we don't regulate because we keep on acting one way or another on our emotions. You know, I lately I've been thinking about my my grandfather. My grandfather is ninety six years old. This Whoa, year. and and the guy fought for World War II. He was in resistance in, uh, in Italy. I wow. mean, he, he, he changed country, set up in France, married my grandmother, who is nuts. Okay. And, and, but, but the thing is, this guy 
went through war, had a 75-year uh, marriage, wedding, wow. uh, you know, union with this woman who is absolutely nuts, and, and had to, you know, deal with immigration stuff, etc. And, and the man, at 96 years old, is like a Zen monk. Is is nice, is smiling, and he has no uh, no anger or, or anything that, that, like that toward anything that happened to his life. Wow. And I always know him like this. So and it's I like if he can thinking, do that, like anyone can overcome anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. But you know what the difference is between my grandfather and us? Is that my grandfather? He's a real man. Is <laughs> what? I said he's a real man. No, 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 no. Well, maybe he is, but he probably is. But, but the main difference is that he spent his life walking in the woods. He was yeah. a lumberjack working in the vineyards. He spent his whole life by himself, basically working. He has no distraction. Yeah. He has nothing to, he has no one to blame. He has no one to, to scream at. So I, I think my theory is that people who spend a lot of time outside, you know, alone without as many distractions as we do, Without education, almost, you know, because nobody taught him how to calm down. Right. They they do those regulations by themselves. It's so, not magical, you know. So, like you mentioned, kids, like like telling them, you know, okay, take a deep breath, all that. So, what? How do you coach them? Because today, sometimes, like what you said about the guy in the bar, like that's not gonna. That might be a little too complicated for them to wrap their heads around. So how do you talk to kids to get them to, to recognize that? Like, what are some of those, those coaching cues? That's a great question, man. I, actually, we, uh, here in San Francisco, we, um, we're working with uh, a county called Marin County. And this year, we train 40 special ed teachers to do this work with the kids. Next year, we're going to train 40 more. We're going to have 80 teachers wow. trained to do this work with the children. From two years old to nine years old, it's difficult for them to do on themselves by themselves. So they need the help of an adult. And what the adult is doing basically with the kid, it can be a parent, it can be an educator, is as the kid is having an emotional um, resurfacing, an emotional difficulty, sadness, anger, stress, learning blockages, what the teacher will do is to ask the kid to put his hand where he feels something in his body. Huh. And basically there is very specific, clean instruction then the adult is going to give to the kid for the kid to become aware of what he feels in his body through his hands and then to follow the sensation with his hands. Huh. Once the kids are doing that two or three times with a teacher, then the teacher can explain how he can do it by himself. Basically, he will teach him to put his hand when he feels something in his body. Has he feel angry or upset? Where do they normally so, put their hands? Like on their, on their chest? It really depends. Like some, sometimes, often it's on the chest. Uh, sometimes it's on the head. Sometimes they will. Um, on their eyes, um, maybe if they're tongues. crying. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's it's whatever wherever they feel it. It's different for everybody. You'll see. I mean, I can only invite you to try it, guys. Right, right. I mean, well, I've got my kids are eight, boom. seven, and four, and one of them at least once a day has some sort of crazy meltdown. And, and, and another thing I was going to say was if the, uh, if the parent, the adult isn't practicing this, if they are blowing off steam and, and not dealing with stuff in a healthy way, of course the kids are going to, are going to go have a meltdown because they're watching the adults in their lives do the same thing. And so I think it starts with the adult and the parent doing it first and then coaching the kids. And, and yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to try this, uh, tomorrow because there's no doubt in my mind that one of my kids is going to have a meltdown tomorrow. (laughs) 
you're, you're right on though. You're right on. The way that we teach the adults is to first do it on themselves. Yeah. Then they apply it on themselves. And once they know, once they get it on themselves, then we teach them how to do it on the kids. Because there is no way. Okay, the first instruction you're gonna, you, can, you can try on a kid when he's throwing a tantrum is put your hand where you're feeling something in your body. That's the first instruction that we give to the kid. Put your hand where you're feeling something in your body. Now, if the parents say that as if the parents say that when he feels angry, let's say the kid is throwing a tantrum and now the parents is angry and he's trying to fix the kid, no way the kid is gonna do it. Right. No way the kid is gonna feel safe enough to to let the right. adult. You've gotta be calm. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be calm. You gotta be calm. If you're calm, it's gonna go like you know, like a charm. Man, hmm. well, I'm definitely going to, to to do this. And uh, Cedric, we are uh, running out of time here, um, which there's still like 19 questions I was going to ask you. So we need to have you back on. But but tell, promote yourself. To. Tell everybody where they can find you and, and how they can uh, get more of your work. The the best way is to go uh, on my website, and it is uh, cedricbertelli.com. C-E-D-R-I-C-B-E-R-T-E-L-L-I.com. Okay. And you can also go to tipi.pro, tp.pro. That's the, the official website for, uh, for our research program. Cedric, I have a question oh. for you. Yeah, go ahead. Comment tu t'appelles? Je m'appelle Cedric. Ah, Rick, how about that? I asked him, how do you call... That's actually translated, how do you call yourself? That's true. Well, that's, that's true. So, Rick. That's, when you say it in Spanish, it literally translates to what do they call you? Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, como se llamas? Yeah, como se llama? There you go. Is that what it is for real? <laughs> yes, yeah. you're right. No way! Yeah. I just like said like what? That's really how? That's really it? Seriously? Yeah. I was yeah, totally yeah. being like stupid. Yeah. That's the I did the TP joke and I got it right. And then I said that I was totally joking. And it, Dude, you're onto something. You're onto something. You're, you're uh, my just brain like, is you're just like I'm. A, I'm a genius. I'm gonna sit down at the piano and just be able to play like Mozart. It's crazy. Hey, if that happens, you should email. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be on. Uh, I'm gonna be on the po- uh, uh, This American Life or something podcast. But Cedric, man, this has been awesome, and I really am uh, would love to follow up with you um, in a few months. Uh, as as I and I, I'm sure Rick. I don't want to speak for him if he tries this. Uh, uh, would love to. I actually will try this yeah. because you know, uh, not to. Uh, delve too far deep but like uh you know there are some traumatic incidents in my past and i think some of this uh these i'm always looking for like a a a technique that i can use to make sure that i am uh regulating my emotions well because that's something that i have struggled with well cedric rick is a a police officer and is not on patrol anymore but for a long time he was on night shift and so you can imagine uh the the different uh things that he was you know first responder things like that he's dealing with in the middle of the night um, is I can only. I mean, yeah. it, it's 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 awesome. It, so just to recap, okay, when you try it, you feel mm-hmm. the emotion, whatever it is. You don't try to understand what it is. You don't feel well emotionally. You close your eyes. You pay attention to two to three sensations in your body, and you let those sensations evolve. You observe the sensations as they move into your body without trying to control them, or without trying to understand what is happening. You observe them until you feel calm. And when you feel calm, you open your eyes. That's it. Just try it, please. Please do, guys. Yeah, yeah, I will awesome. absolutely try this. Well, yeah. and and let's see. Before I let you go, so uh, to to follow back up with you is the best way to get in touch with Jonathan uh, Bar Shop. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just shoot me an email. Do you have my email? I, I don't think you do. If not, I send you. Okay. I have yours. I can send you. Okay, email. perfect, perfect. Or just send it to me on Skype, and I can add it to my contacts. But yeah, this yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really right interested in seeing how this works, especially for me and for my kids. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna have you back on. But Cedric, thank you so much. I'll send you. Uh, and Jonathan, a link to the show when this goes up. Hopefully, it'll go up on Friday. Um, and uh, this has been awesome. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, you too. And uh, I'm sending you my uh, my email right away. And yes, please be in touch. When it comes down to the kid, though, I will I will give you more information as we go back in touch, so you can do the process perfectly with awesome them, or with awesome. them. Yeah. Great, Cedric. I really appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thank All you man. very much for ha- the opportunity. Yeah, man. Have a good night. Bye, bye. Good night. That was great. That was good. I, I, like, I want to be like, hey, Cedric, uh, this is just a big joke. We actually don't have a podcast. I just was uh, interested in hearing about what you had to say about this TP thing. Uh, <laughs> we're just calling you on the phone. <laughs> we could do that. No one like actually just knows that we're recording. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have this podcast. We'll send you the link and then just like never talk to him again because that's like really good information that we got for free just because we have some stupid podcast <laughs> that he probably charges yeah, a like lot of money. people listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, before I let you go, tip of the week uh we talked about turkey hunting at the beginning of the show the tip of the week is uh and i also have a garden and so i was out like like playing around in my garden this afternoon or uh, like tonight like like weeding it and like watering it whether it's hunting or gardening like go outside and do something productive do something that your ancestors did whether it's like play around in the dirt and grow something or go out and call a turkey in and blow his brains out that's a very human thing to do i don't think you have to go kill another living being. <laughs> right. It's or the garden thing. That's what I said, the garden thing. Yeah. Uh, kill, a, kill, kill an animal or go gardening. What, yeah. You know, kind of whatever. <laughs> That's the tip of the week. And Rick, I'm going to see you on Wednesday. I am very, very excited. We're yes. going to go to the Rangers baseball game. Together, we got so. some awesome seats. Uh, fell, into, fell into some seats. Um, not literally. And so we've got a couple other of our friends that are going to go with us. And it's going to be great. Um, so I will see you Wednesday, and I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, it's your fight! So until next time, enjoy yourself.